What's going on, guys? My name is Josh Selage. I am the BJJ Strength Coach, and welcome to episode four of the Strength Matrix podcast. In this episode, what we're going to be discussing today is why running is killing your conditioning as a grappling athlete. We're also going to be talking about why running is a less efficient way for you to develop conditioning. And if you're someone that is struggling with having conditioning, that's going to take you deep into a match where you can still be explosive. You can still scramble hard and fast late in a period or late in a jujitsu match. We're going to be talking about why running may not be the best option for you to get better at your conditioning on the mat. And we're also going to provide you with some very practical tips and tools that you can use to properly train your conditioning so that you are better prepared for wrestling and jujitsu. That being said, if you're a grappling athlete who is interested in winning more matches and getting injured less, one of the best things that you can do is to get stronger. The stronger you get, every other aspect of your athleticism is going to improve. You're going to get injured a lot less. You're going to be much more physically resilient. The techniques that you do are going to pack way more of a punch and not only that, your movements are going to be much more efficient and you're actually going to save energy. And if you need help in getting started on how to get stronger on the mat, specifically for wrestling and jujitsu, the Strength Matrix is uh, giving out a free four-week strength program that you can download so you can get started. If you've ever gone to the gym and you're thinking like, man, like I do jujitsu, I'm a blue belt, I've been training for a couple years now and I know I need to get stronger because I don't want to get injured, but... I just don't know what the heck to do at the gym. I got you, dog. You're all good. I have a free four-week strength program that I'd love to send you on behalf of the Strength Matrix. All you're going to do is just click the link in the description of this podcast episode. You'll be able to download that for free. There's no strings attached. You can just download it, be on your way, enjoy yourself, start building more muscle, start getting jacked, start getting strong so you can enhance your overall grappling performance so you can ultimately win more matches and get injured less. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into this podcast episode. So why is conditioning important for grapplers? Um, if you're a grappling athlete, you already know that conditioning is a big component. Your very first day at jujitsu may have been a rude awakening because you're like, man, like I'm in decent shape. I'm pretty healthy, you know, and you do one, one live round of jujitsu and you are absolutely exhausted. You're like, I have never felt this tired before. I don't, I do not understand what is going on. And if maybe you're a wrestler and you had that similar experience with wrestling where you're like, man, I only wrestled for six minutes and I'm the most exhausted I've ever been in my entire life. This is crazy. What is going on? If you've ever experienced that, you already have a firsthand account of understanding why conditioning is so important for grappling athletes. Now, one of the best movies that was ever created is The Karate Kid 3. And in that movie, Daniel LaRusso, he goes and he trains with Terry Silver. Terry Silver has this quote in the movie where he says, a man can't breathe, he can't fight. And in jiu-jitsu, that's very, very, very apparent because a lot of jiu-jitsu is trying to find ways to strangle your opponent. Um, in wrestling though, imagine if you had to hold your breath and wrestle a wrestling match, it wouldn't go very well for you. You'd probably pass out if not get pinned before you ended up passing out. So we all understand that breathing and being able to intake oxygen is very important for us to function as human beings. 
and your ability to intake oxygen is a big component of your conditioning. When people talk about conditioning, they say, man, that guy has a lot of good conditioning. That guy has is super conditioned. Most of the time what people are talking about is they have a lot of endurance. They have an ability to work at a high work rate for long durations of time without slowing down. And a, a big component of a big component of that is being able to breathe, intake oxygen, deliver that oxygen to the working muscle, allow the muscles to do their job of helping along with the chemical reactions that happen for you to be able to contract your muscles for longer durations of time. And so it's very true in the sense that a man can't breathe, he can't fight. And if you impact your opponent's ability to breathe, you're going to impact their ability to defend themselves and effectively um, perform on the mat. Now, when we think about conditioning and we think about, okay, what could we do from a conditioning perspective to make sure that no matter what, we can always be breathing on the mat, we can always be working at a high work rate, there's a lot of different things that we can do. And unfortunately, one of the biggest mistakes I've seen from the grappling community is that a lot of grapplers opt for running as their primary source of developing conditioning. Now, in a couple of minutes, we're going to get into why that is often a poor method or a very inefficient method to develop conditioning. But first, I want to give a, a real example, uh, at least a recent example of where we can see kind of discrepancies in conditioning really take over and how that can actually affect the overall outcome of a match. Lately, I've been watching a lot of old uh, ADCC matches, not super old, like from the early 2000s, but old as in last year's, uh, the 2019 ADCC in 2017 and a couple matches from even before then. But one of the matches I watched recently was Gordon Ryan versus Lucas Hulk Barbosa. And this was in the semifinals of the 99 kilogram division. And Hulk and Gordon had absolutely torn through their divisions all the way through to the semis. And it was a pretty exciting match. You know, they were the kicking off the first day. I'm sorry, they were kicking off day two, first match of the day. And it was going to be a banger. Both guys were just smashing everybody. Now, the way ADCC works is that you have a 10-minute first period regulation time, which 10 minutes is a, is a long match. And if the score is tied at the end of that 10 minutes, well, then you go into a five-minute overtime. So you could be grappling for 15 minutes straight, which is pretty insane. So... In the regulation time, there was no score, um, but Gordon and Hulk were both looking for ways to employ their game. There were a couple standing exchanges. There were a couple uh, situations where Gordon had pulled guard and Hulk was looking to explode past the guard, but neither one of them could, could fully lock in and secure a position. After the first regulation period of 10 minutes, you could see and notice that Hulk was starting to feel fatigued and experience lots of fatigue. Um, once they started in the overtime round, Hulk was actually able to get into a really dominant position, not necessarily a scoring position, but he was able to get in a position to attempt a takedown. He was behind Gordon and he had kind of like a bear hug, tight waist on Gordon's hips. And he tried to redrop Gordon three or four times and expended a ton of energy trying to do so. And ultimately, Gordon didn't go down. He hit a switch, took Hulk's back, and was able to secure back control points and was able to win the match. And the crazy thing was, was in that match, you could, you could see clear as day 
where Hulk's conditioning ran out. He was trying so hard to bring Gordon back down to the mat, and he was successful in getting him back down for a second, but couldn't hold him there long enough to secure the points, and he did it again and again and again. And ultimately, he ran out of gas. Gordon was able to reverse the position, get into a scoring position, and ultimately was able to win the match. And it was just a very clear uh, example of just how important conditioning is and how conditioning can ultimately be one of the deciding factors in who wins and who loses in a jiu-jitsu or wrestling match. Now, we need to understand what kind of conditioning is needed for grappling sports. Whether we're talking wrestling or jiu-jitsu, both of those sports are going to be considered mixed energy system sports. Now, the body has multiple energy systems, but we kind of we tend to break these energy systems up into two halves. On one side of the coin, we have all the super fast, high intensity, short duration, short time frame, explosive, uh, powerful, all of those activities and movements. So you think of the 100 meter dash, uh, pole vaulting, shot put, any sort of sprinting, power lifting, Olympic weight lifting, um, hurdles, long jump, all of these things are really fast and explosive. And then on the other side of that coin, we have what's considered our aerobic energy system. And this energy system is more on the slower pace, longer duration, lower intensity, long sustained efforts of physical activity. These are going to be more aligned with uh, running a marathon, uh, mountain biking, um, even you know running a mile, which some people can run some really freaking fast miles, but it's still considered one of those aerobic conditioning activities. Now, when we're looking at the time frames of each energy system, if something takes you know three to three seconds to upwards of maybe ninety seconds or two minutes, that's probably going to be all along the ends of the anaerobic energy system. Anything over two minutes, it's safe to say that the body's already moving into the aerobic energy system. And when we look at grappling sports, well, most grappling matches, at least regulation, are going to be five minutes if you're a white belt, upwards of 10 minutes as a black belt. And then some tournaments have even longer overtime. So as a black belt, you could be competing for 15, 20, even 40 minutes. That's a long time. That's a lot of, you know, that domain of time is definitely going to fit within the aerobic conditioning side of things. However, we all know that there are going to be moments in matches where you have to be really fast, really explosive. You got to be extremely powerful finishing through on a takedown, really fast and explosive to scramble through to the finish. Or you got to pass someone's guard. You can't be slow about it. You got to be fast. You can't be, uh, you can't prolong the duration of the guard pass. Sometimes the opening is there and you just have to capitalize on that opening. So grappling sports, specifically jujitsu and wrestling, pull from both the anaerobic energy systems and the aerobic energy systems. Grappling requires both conditioning systems to last through a full match. The anaerobic conditioning system is to explode and move fast through scrambles, apply strongholds and submissions, while the aerobic conditioning is kind of the, to last through that total duration of the match to have the base level of conditioning that's going to allow you to still perform late in a match but not completely crash and burn before the match ends. 
So that brings us to the main subject of this episode, why running is killing your conditioning. It's a little bit of a dramatic title. You guys may be thinking like, hey, Coach Jay, why do you hate running so much? What's your beef with running? And um, I'll say this. I do think running is a great physical activity. If someone's trying to be healthy, that's all they care about is just being healthy and fit. I think running is a great option. Running can be a great way to develop your base level of conditioning. However, unfortunately, over the years, grappling athletes have placed running on the pedestal of the number one way to develop conditioning. And unfortunately, that just couldn't be farther from the truth. Running is has a lot of great benefits and qualities to it. However, for grappling athletes, it can be, just be a little overrated. And here's why. Long durations of running, and this is what I'm talking about, anything that's longer than, say, three minutes worth of running, anything longer than that is what I would consider long durations of running. If you're doing sprint intervals where you're sprinting for 10 seconds, sprinting for 15 seconds, that's a different conversation. And I'm actually a big fan of sprints, but we're not going to be talking about that today. When we're talking about running today, we're talking about long duration running. Long durations of running are are, are primarily an aerobic activity. The time you spend running is not only not developing the weakness that you have of your anaerobic conditioning system, but it takes away from your mat time. And the thing about the time you spend on the mat, it's important to ask yourself this question. If you wanted to to improve your base level of aerobic conditioning, and you could only pick between going for a 60 minute run or spending 60 minutes doing some drilling and technique work, which would you choose? you'd probably choose the drilling and the technique work, right? And it's important to recognize that the time you spend on the mat, all the time you're learning new techniques, all the time you're drilling those new techniques, those are primarily aerobic activities. And if you're doing jujitsu three, four times a week, that means they're already getting in three or four sessions that are aerobic in nature and have a large aerobic focus to them. So to spend more time on top of that, further developing your aerobic energy system or your aerobic conditioning, yeah, it's helpful, but you already get so much of that time or so much of that work for the aerobic conditioning done on the mat. So you, it would be better, it would be a better use of your time if you focused on your weaknesses, which because you don't get a lot of, uh, anaerobic conditioning on the mat, that's where we need to highlight. And that's where we need to Uh, focus on a couple of these specific training methods so that you can bring up that weakness. The more jujitsu that you do and the more classes that you go to, all of those things are going to contribute to your ability to increase your aerobic base of conditioning. However, I've talked with so many athletes that tell me all the time, they're like, coach, I don't know what's wrong with my conditioning. I never take rounds off. I go to four classes a week, five classes a week, six classes a week. However, when I actually go out to compete, I always get gassed out. I don't understand. I could roll six rounds for six minutes a piece, back to back to back, no breaks, but I roll one round at a tournament and I start gassing out. And this is where we start to run into the issue is because these athletes have built a really large aerobic base of conditioning, which is awesome but they aren't often focusing enough on the anaerobic side of things, the short, high-intensity, fast, explosive, uh, uh, short-duration types of conditioning that are actually going to help them be able to be explosive and be uh, 
powerful and could blast through someone's guard, could scramble through to the finish on a takedown. They're not focusing enough time developing that side of the equation. They've done a great job developing the aerobic conditioning, but now we need to shift and focus on developing the anaerobic conditioning. Um, and so when we co- when we talk about running, again, running just isn't the most efficient use of your time because you're kind of doing extra work for something that you're already proficient in. If you're grappling and do, training jujitsu three to four days per week, it's and you're not taking too many rounds off during live training, it's safe to say you have a decent base of aerobic conditioning. So then to spend more time focusing on aerobic conditioning, you're still missing out on kind of a big glaring weakness, which is going to be the anaerobic conditioning. On top of that, most grappling athletes that I've seen are not technically proficient in running and or have some type of mobility restriction, muscular imbalance, and that can cause a lot of poor technique when they run. And if you're running with poor technique or you have a muscular imbalance, you have some sort of mobility restriction, unfortunately, that's going to highly increase your overall risk of injury. Now, if you're increasing your risk of injury, that's never good. We talk about this all the time on this podcast. And that constant work and stress on the body in these poor positions while you're running could lead to things like knee tendonitis, shin splints, foot and ankle problems, and could just cause a host of issues that are going to be troublesome for you in your jiu-jitsu and wrestling journey. Your aerobic conditioning training happens primarily during your skills training on the mat. BJJ and wrestling practices are about an hour to two hours long. Technique drilling is low intensity, longer duration. Live training and and live sparring is definitely higher intensity, but it still falls within that aerobic category of training because most of the time you're rolling for five minutes straight, six minutes straight. Maybe your coach or your instructor will put an eight minute or 10 minute round on the clock, but it's still falling within that aerobic category of training. And because of that, you're not really making improvements in your explosive power or your repeat sprint ability during your live comp rounds. You do make lots of improvements, however, to your aerobic base of conditioning. Now, we're going to uh, highlight that point a little bit. We want to make improvements in our explosive power, and we definitely want to make improvements in our repeated sprint ability. And if you're able to carry that deep into a a match where you know you have 90 seconds left you're down by a couple points you need a big takedown to win you're able to have that repeated sprint ability that's going to allow you to shoot in on that takedown as powerfully fast and explosive have enough energy to scramble through to the finish have enough energy to hold and, and contract all those muscles as hard as possible to hold that that landing position that scoring position that's going to put those two points up or those three points up on the scoreboard for you we want to have a good base of our repeated sprint ability. And when you're doing only live competition rounds, when you're only drilling uh, technique and kind of just going through the motions of technique, you're not working on that anaerobic conditioning side of things. You're really only working on the aerobic side of things. Your anaerobic conditioning training happens during high-intensity drilling sessions, which we'll talk about in a little bit, positional sparring, which again, we'll talk about in a little bit, and short, high-intensity conditioning training specifically reserved for the gym. You can set up drilling parameters in your training to force repeated fast and explosive movements. One of my favorite ways to focus on anaerobic conditioning in jiu-jitsu or on the mat is going to do different 
uh, drilling setups where one person may start inside control, one person starts on top, one person starts on bottom, and you set the timer for 30 seconds. The round is 30 seconds long, not very long at all. But the goal is to explode and the top man is either looking to submit, the bottom man is either looking to escape or reestablish guard and throw up a submission, sweep, get to a dominant position. These are 30 second rounds, so they're really fast. They're super intense. You have to be really explosive and fast and you can work at a really high work rate for 30 seconds. After those 30 seconds, you rest, have another round go in for about a minute, maybe two minutes, and then you hit it again. You repeat this several times over the course of a practice. This is going to be a great way for you to further develop your anaerobic conditioning and repeated sprint ability. You can also do positional sparring in a way that forces you to be in uncomfortable positions and scramble to a dominant position or a submission. When you only do competition style rounds or live sparring rounds, whenever you get tired and whenever you start to feel the onset that you're starting to get gassed out, oftentimes you're going to go back to your A-game techniques, your A-game moves, or some sort of position that's going to allow you to rest and catch your breath a little bit. If you force yourself into these uncomfortable positions, specifically the positions that you're not great at, the positions that you aren't technically proficient in, and you do these live positional sparring rounds, when you get tired, you can't just put someone in lockdown and hold them there until you catch your breath. You can't just hold someone in a body lock position and just hold them there until you catch your breath. You have to move, you have to be explosive, and you have to work. It's a great way to develop that anaerobic side of conditioning. That's going to be what we're going to do on the mat to further develop the anaerobic conditioning side of things. Now, when we talk about what we're going to be doing in the gym, it's going to look a little bit different. You guys already know I'm a big fan of of getting strong, big fan of getting fast, powerful, and explosive. And when we talk about the time we spend in the gym, your max effort training that you do or the heavy lifting that you do, those are going to be anaerobic in nature. And as long as you're not taking like three, four, five minutes rest between every set, as long as you're kind of doing a new set on the minute or every 90 seconds, you're going to develop some of that anaerobic conditioning so to speak. After you do your max effort work, if you're doing your dynamic effort work, which is not necessarily the heavy lifting anymore, but it's lighter weights, it's really fast, really explosive, those things as well are going to help develop your anaerobic conditioning. Now, the way I structure my training for myself and all my teammates in the strength matrix and the AM crew, first part of the workout is some sort of heavy lift second part of the workout is some sort of fast, explosive, powerful lift. And then the last part of the workout is our conditioning. And the way we do our conditioning is it's very fast, very explosive, short duration, uh, about a one to three to sometimes a one to four work to rest ratio. Um, and what we'll be, what we'll do is short sprint intervals on an assault bike or one of those bikes that has the arm handles and the fan. We'll do sprint intervals pushing a sled. We'll do sprint intervals on the battle ropes or really high intensity intervals on the battle ropes. And what this does is this allows us to work on our anaerobic energy systems while not necessarily taken away from the time that we spend on the mat. And we are, we're able to get this get this conditioning work done. No joke and 
less than 10 minutes. So we're not adding a bunch of extra time to the gym. A template that you can use, and this is something that I've used to a lot of, to, and have had a lot of great success, not just with myself, but with athletes that I work with all over the world, is doing a template of 15 to 30 seconds on uh, with a one to three work to rest ratio. So 15 to 30 seconds on, that's 45 to 90 seconds off. And you're going to repeat this for six to 10 working sets. You can use any sort of conditioning or cardio piece of equipment. Some of my favorites are the assault bike, the concept two rower, um, battle ropes. You can do sledgehammer on a tire. You can push a sled or a prowler. You could do the, uh, uh, what's the thing with the, the, the skier, the skier machine where you're kind of simulating skiing. You can do an exercise bike. You, if you have a hill, oh my gosh, this is amazing. If you have a hill, doing hill sprints, 15 second hill sprints with uh, 45 seconds rest is amazing. That is, that is a great exercise. But this type of conditioning, what it allows us to do is to improve our repeated sprint ability, which is one of the most important things that we can develop for grappling sports. Like I said, on the mat, you're going to be getting a ton of your aerobic conditioning anyway, your skills training, time you're learning new techniques, the time you're lightly drilling those new techniques, and the time that you're doing your hard sparring rounds and your and your you know your live training, that's going to be the bulk of your aerobic conditioning. So outside of jujitsu or outside of wrestling, we don't really need more aerobic conditioning in the form of long duration running because we already get a ton of that already on the mat. What we want to focus on and how we want to be more efficient with our time is to focus on bringing up our anaerobic conditioning, doing things that are like short sprint intervals, lifting heavy, lifting fast and explosive. And that's where we're going to see the greatest gains in our anaerobic conditioning. So just to review, do I hate running? Do I think running is the devil? Do I think running is the worst thing ever? No, I don't. I do think it is highly overrated as a form of condition for grappling athletes. If you're a grappling athlete and you're looking to compete, remember, you're getting most of your aerobic training on the mat anyway. So if you're going to carve out an hour to further develop your conditioning off the mat, instead of spending time working on something that you're already doing on the mat, work on the opposite. Work on the stuff that you're not getting done on the mat. Work on those short sprint intervals. Work on that anaerobic conditioning. And you'll find that you'll be able to make a lot of progress, make massive gains and massive improvements to your overall conditioning on the mat so you can have that gas tank that allows you to take your opponents into deep water so you can ultimately win more matches and get injured less. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Strength Matrix podcast. As always, this episode is brought to you by the Strength Matrix, and we are sending out a free four-week strength program to whoever is listening to this podcast and looking to get stronger so they can enhance their overall grappling performance so they can ultimately win more matches and get injured less. That is truly what we do here at the Strength Matrix. My dream and my mission for 2022 is to help 1,000 grappling athletes win more matches and get injured less. We're at about 100 athletes right now at the start of this year, which is just amazing. I, I love and I've just massively enjoyed talking with each and every single one of these athletes and connecting with them and learning about how they're benefiting from the strength training and the training programs that are within the strength matrix and learning about conditioning and learning how to balance their jujitsu training and their gym time so that they're able to get the best of both worlds and ultimately perform and compete at their absolute best. 
I'm super fired up about it and I want to help you guys out as well. So if you're listening to this podcast episode and you're trying to get strong, click the link in the podcast description below. You can download that free four-week strength program. There's no strings attached. Just download the program, be on your way, start getting strong, start winning matches and getting injured less. Thank you guys so much for watching. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Joshua Setledge. That's J-O-S-H-U-A-S-E-T-T-L-A-G-E. And I'll catch you guys later. Peace.